Welcome to the Monversation Podcast, a judgment-free zone where we grab a cuppa and spill our hearts, whether it's about our pain, desires, joy, spirituality, and or passions. We hope that whatever we discuss today will inspire you to go out and be bold in using your voice and being authentically you. I am your host, Darina Owindi. Thank you for joining me today. I have a special person today, and um, I'd like her to introduce herself. Hello, my name is Melissa Zvi, and uh, I'm a young writer. <laughs> and I'm based in London, and I'm French, so excuse me for my English, even if Donna are going to say no, 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 girl. So actually, uh, Melissa and I met on Instagram three years ago. Oh. Yeah, we actually met in London. I had just... Uh, left Liverpool and I was just spending a few days in London before I headed to Finland because um, there was a graduation party for me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we just met and the ironic thing is we actually met at a bookstore. <laughs> it's funny. It's yeah. Funny. Yes, I remember. Yeah. I remember. And, I, and I didn't even start writing. It was just like, I was just I was, yeah, because my background is in fashion and I was still in fashion. Yeah, because I remember our conversation. So it's funny that three years later, we met, we met at a bookstore and then three years later, we're both published writers. And we were Woo-hoo! talking about writing books. That, that was our conversation. So <laughs> um, Actually, I remember you, 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 you contact me because you wanted me to go uh, to Uganda. Yeah. To work in a fashion school. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, I don't think, um, I think it will happen at some point, but I think maybe in a bigger capacity. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's just funny how life is, right? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and then, yeah. So um, I decided to have Melissa today because her published writing is coming out. The book is going to be translated in different languages and Melissa will tell you more about that. So Melissa, tell us about the book and how it happened that you got published and what was your thought process with the book? Oh God, this is such a long story, actually. Um, because I arrived in London and I began to work in fashion again and do this and that and blah, 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 blah. And things didn't work at all. Like it was like a big fail. It's funny to say that, but at some point I just said, okay, I need to, to know what, what can I do now? What is the next thing? Because it looks like this is not fashion anymore. And I, I've been writing. I always, I think I always, writing always been like around me, but it wasn't really something. In my mind, I was like, you're not, I mean, how, how can you pay bills as a writer? Because of course, I wasn't seeing myself in some kind of office and doing translation from French, from English to French. I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. But anyway, at some point, friends of mine um, post something on Facebook, and it was about a contest, a writer contest. And uh, 
he said, he said, oh, people, you said you're a writer, so write now. And I remember I saw it and I was like, looks like he's talking to me. And, um, and I just click on the link and, uh, and I read about it and I was just like, oh, wow, how to reimagine um, the folk tales in Africa. And I was like, oh, wow, sounds very good. Why not? So this is how I just decided to try. And, but I didn't know that it will be that big. It's going to be published and blah, blah, blah. For me, it was just a writing contest, something simple in online, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I found out about the contest, I think, at the end of uh, February, mm-hmm. and this is one week before the 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 the, the end of the the, the contest, mm-hmm. you know, one week before that, I finally sit down, and it was in April. So it took me two months almost to think about my story, and one week before the end, I just said, oh, okay, now I have the story, I got it. So let's go, just write it. And three hours later, the story of Uncle Modibo was done, basically. And they asked me for um, 1,500 words. Mm-hmm. And in three hours, I, I wrote uh, 3,500 words. Wow. So I was like, I need to cut the story because it's just too long. Mm-hmm. So I sent it to a friend and I said, can you just check this, cut it and blah, blah. And he said, mm-hmm. okay. Then I walk into translation because what you need to know is I was living in, like it's, it was just like three or, no, no, five months that I was in London. So my English was just like rubbish. It was so bad. So mm-hmm. I started to translate it. I called another friend. I said, no, I need help. Mm-hmm. And he, he helped me to translate it. And then I sent it to another person to cut again. Mm-hmm. And one day before I sent the, one day before the end of the contest, I sent the story. Mm-hmm. One day before. And uh, finally they contacted me. I think, um, two or three months later. Yeah. And actually what they said, they said, if you don't have any news, well, you, Didn't you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, after two months, they were supposed to give like all the, the, the results in June. Oh, okay. And give the result in August. Actually. Wow. So me, I was like, okay, I didn't make it. You know, it's fine. I cried to be Aww. honest. <laughs> Okay, so this is not writing. So what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, in August, I received an email and they said, oh, this is the final, the 10 final name of the winners. And mm-hmm. then I was like, huh, so why they sent me the, the email? I didn't even read the, the email. I was just like, yeah. why they sent me the email? Like, yeah. in August, so I'm, what for? Yeah. And then I saw my name and my name was the first one. And Whoa. I was like, what? 
I start screaming and I was just like, oh my God, I call a friend. I start like crying and she was like, and, oh my God, this is crazy. And it's not even in French. And I was like, this is crazy. This is just like crazy. And they start talking about published things. And I was like, what? It's going to be published. Mm-hmm. And from there, two long years passed. So I was just like, okay, so we never, we never going to be published. Mm. And every time, every month, they were like a problem. Oh no, we can't because oh no, finally no, all publishers, oh blah blah blah. But finally, we made it. And um, the 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 woman who who was in charge of it, Maimuna uh, Jalo, uh, definitely she she is an angel because she fights so hard for the project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to happen, she fights. She was just like, "No, the stories are just too good. We're going mm. to make it happen. It's mm. going to be a book. I do, mm. we, we do, I will do my best for it." Mm. And uh, early this year, she contacts me and she said, "Okay, it's done. We we're going to to publish. It's published. It's ready. Everything is." It's ready, and I was just like, I actually we got like two publishers, not only one, and it's going to be like all around Africa, and we started to to work on how it's going to come in the West and blah blah blah. I was just like, am I published? I mean, I'm a published author, no, no, like I mean, this is just. And she was just like, yeah, 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 you are a writer, and I was like, oh, well. Good. <laughs> but what is funny is uh, during the two years um, mm-hmm. in between, I was working on new stuff. I was just like, okay, so if I, if finally the story is not published, it's not a reason for me to stop because True. I won. And uh, so just because I won, it was a good reason for me just to continue and to, to work on new stuff. So I just decided to work on new stuff and, uh, and to create like a list of new stories. And this is what I'm doing right now. So I'm just waiting for the book. I, I think right now I'm just super exciting because the book is going to be released um, the 15th of December in Nairobi, and this is an anthology. 12 stories, finally. Uh, so, four tales, uh, stories for children uh, from five to 10. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, what is very funny, because here in London, I'm working with children as well, and I read a lot of uh, stories for children. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that we're too good or to, you know, but the reality is I find the story for children here very simple and very, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like so easy, so, so beautiful, happy ending all the time. Mm. And the stories of the anthology, this is real problem. This is mm. big issues that mm-hmm. we, we manage to, explain to mm-hmm. children yeah it, you know it's in just a language that they understand exactly this is something complicated in a complicated context that mm. context that you explain to a child yeah and this is one of the reasons why i loved the stories 
they're all good. It's not just yeah. mine. Um, mm. the quality is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that because I'm one of the, the author, not at all. Mm-hmm. But it's because I read all the stories and I was very, very impressed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really can't wait for people to, to discover all the stories. Yeah. Do you think that um, storytelling in Africa is because, like, when we were kids, um, at least with my dad, he would always, like, he would tell stories, like bedtime stories. And then at some point he would ask me to to tell my story. So then you had to use your imagination all the time growing up because, you know, so I feel like, do you feel like it's also a cultural thing where um, here um, in Europe, so, so everything is so structured to the point where like you feel like, cause in my, sometimes like I remember those once I was playing with this kid and I was, um, I told him, imagine this is like, I don't want to imagine like, why do we need to imagine? So I was so shocked because growing up, it was all about using your imagination, all about, because you, like, sometimes we didn't always have access to toys and we had yeah. to be outside and play. So then we had to be creative with the games that we came up with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what would you say to that? Like, how was your upbringing when it came to storytelling? I think it's very, what is funny is once again, I don't know if it's the stories that I'm reading here, but most of the time with children, you know, some of them, it's very, okay, this is story time. And most of the time they know the story by heart. Mm -hmm. It's not even the first time that you read the story, Mm -hmm. but to them, and it's not, I don't think they really stop and think about the story. Mm. They don't ask questions. They just mm. listen to the story and then they, they go to bed. In my culture, it's never been like that. Me, I don't know if me, I was very curious, a little girl, but I was like, but why? And uh, uh, and why the moon do this? And why the moon do that? And mm. I always take the moon, grandpa. And, and, and it was very special because... Back in the days when I was I was going to my village, mm-hmm. I hate going to my village. I was just like, there is no electricity, there is no TV, no radio, no music. <laughs> I'm just like I want to go to the city. And what is funny is, after the the supper, my granddad was coming, and the just. Uh, you know, we were just like around him and the fireworks just like behind. It was mm-hmm. just like, like the movie things, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you a story. And most of the time, it wasn't planned. It wasn't like a story that he got in mind. Yeah. My grandmother was always like, not too far. Mm-hmm. to always say something, you know, when he start the story, no, it's not like that. Okay, okay, let me change this, all that. <laughs> and I just like this, you know, our, our eyes were just like big, wide open, and we were just so like, what is going to say today? It is a true story, it is not a true story. And we were actually going to bed, we were just so excited because it was just like, wow, this is just too cool. And it was sometimes it was just like standing and doing some gestural and it was just so dramatic. 
but for me, I was like, my God, this is just so good, you know? And and we were just at the end, no, just tell us another story. And the story was just quite long. Mm. <laughs> it was like 30 minutes and you're just like, it's not enough. I want another mm. story, Grandpa, you know? Mm. But here, when I do that with children, they quite love it. They said, oh my God, you're so alive. Like mm-hmm. you put so much energy mm. when you read story. I said, yeah, I know you need to go to bed, but I wanted to dream. I wanted mm. to see things. I wanted to, to create. I wanted to play with your imagination is important. And or sometimes I ask questions at the end. What kind of fish it is? What kind and why do you think that they're going to do this in mm. real life? If if you you wrote a story, if you write a story, how would you do that? And blah blah. And they're just like, oh my god, you're so funny because the way you do that is so different from our parents. They're just coming, okay, story time. So it's weird, you know. Yeah. And they just read the story. Mm. Yeah. And said, storytelling in Africa, it's very. It's a ritual. Yeah, it's definitely a ritual and this is a culture. And I think the reason why we're doing it like this is also because everything is just oral. It's not mm, true. We're not writing things mm. not in our culture. So it's yeah. important to to do all these theatrical, quiet, dramatic things. It's almost like we're creating a movie more than thinking about writing. So that's why it's, and it's so spontaneous actually, because you mm. just, mm. you just do it the way you, and, and you know, and most of the time it's because depending of all, of how the, the children reacting, mm. you just can go more and you can be just like more dramatic or True. more, or just put yeah. some suspense and just yeah. like, do some sound and and we just say oh my god and then what happened and he said okay you will not to, tomorrow and most of the time the reason why my granddad was saying you will not tomorrow it's because like, he had no idea <laughs> and it was like and my grandma was like you don't know actually <laughs> he said, don't say that i will know i need a day to think about it you know mm. and Sometimes I was the one during the day looking for him, saying, where's granddad? I need to know the, the, the story. <laughs> he said, oh, an old man needs some rest and peace to... <laughs> to <laughs> la, la, la. And he was like, I'm writing some kind of stuff just to say to me, actually, I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. <laughs> I need the day to think about it, you know. Mm. But yeah, it's different. It's yeah, different. because if I if I think about it, um, like it's true. When I read books written by Africans and books writ- written by other people, I feel, or let's just say, people from who come maybe from the Middle Eastern culture, or like their books and their words contain so much imagery. Like you feel, yeah. you see. Like, it's all about, but I think maybe it's because we did, like, some of us, like, uh, at least my parents didn't grow up reading storybooks or anything. So you have to use the imagination and that, I guess, that helps people dream and live in a state. Because when people have books and stuff, because I remember 
when I used to read books, I mean, before I used to visit Finland, like we used to visit during the summer. So now I couldn't imagine, like I knew snow was cold, but I couldn't imagine how cold it was. How cold it was. How how I couldn't imagine how it felt like, okay, they say it's fluffy, like what it is. But then now that I've experienced snow and all all these things, I feel like I would be able to explain it to someone who's not experienced it. But then for people, when they write, I noticed it's like they write like they assume you know they assume that you that, know that you know yeah. and then the same thing of where when like Chimamanda was talking about her bagel incident uh when she was she she when she went to the states and she had been reading about a bagel 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 which she said she put yeah, 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 yeah. and then finally when she got it she's like what is the big deal about like it wasn't even that good you know <laughs> so I mean so all these things it's like uh there's cultural nuances and stuff. And then when I listened to the audio of the book, the person reading it, I was actually the most important thing for me was the fact that the person reading the book was reading it in the accent of what the person, how the person would have been talking. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a British accent. It wasn't, it was just, Perfect. And I loved it. I just, and even the imagery, it's so beautiful. You can mm-hmm. find, I'll put the link of the, I'll put the link of the audio version of the book. It's just a snippet, but it'll just yeah. take you to places. It is so beautifully <laughs> read. Beautifully the background written. music. Then, yeah, yeah, they worked very, very hard on yeah. it. It's, it's it amazing. Is. Even, yeah. even me, when, when I listen to it for the first time, I, I was just like, wow, I really feel like I'm in my village with my granddad and uh, my, my cousin around me. And we just like, oh my God. And the way the, the, the man doing the voice of the little girl in the story, I was just like, this is so funny. It's so like that. It's wow. I, I really, I really like it. And um, I almost want to say, yeah, just listening the audio book, but you yeah. need to read the story as well. And Melissa, we've been talking with Melissa. She might have a meet and greet in London. So we will <laughs> see about that when that happens. And I'll let you all know about it because, you know, you have to ch- oh, ch- oh, check me out either on Instagram, which is at just conversation or Dorina the Scriber, which is the blog. And speaking of that, like, how can people reach you? Like, where, where can we find you on the internet? Oh my god, I'm so bad at it. But um definitely Melissa ZB mm-hmm. on Instagram and Melissa ZB on, on Facebook. Um I'm not very active, so you know. Yeah. But you can reach me. Uh, I can I will answer and uh, you know it's it's just like I'm just trying to not being too connected to social media. I have like a, a weird relationship with with yeah. social media but definitely on facebook um and uh and on instagram i'm yeah. not i don't have twitter yeah because the, the funny thing is like now that you're mentioning that you don't have a relationship like i have the same thing i feel <laughs> like when you become a writer you spend so much time writing that you don't feel like engaging after writing because with my uh, just one conversation page it's like the last time I posted something I think was in June or July although I do the stories mm-hmm. you know but I do the stories um regular like once in a while or like a couple of times a month but 
it's not something that because I feel like when you're when you're in the writing sphere or writing space, it's like you're so in your head that you post when you really have exactly. something. Exactly, and and, yeah. and to be honest, my life is quite boring. I th- I think my life is boring because I'm just in library most of the time, museum most of the time. I'm just exploring and uh, and uh, doing research all the time. Mm. Even when I met people or stranger in the street. I mean, if to write, I think it's important to live life. If you don't experiencing nothing, and if you don't live life, well, how can you write? True. The stories need to be need to be uh, connect connected to the reality as well. Mm. And me, for example, I don't really uh, write about me because I remember somebody asked me if I was writing memoir and I was like, well, me writing memoir, I'm 30, I'm 34. What, why do you want me to say to the world <laughs> <laughs> about me, you know? And I mean, I didn't save uh, a, a billion of people by doing, I don't know what, you know? So yeah. no, I, I'm not pretentious to say, oh yeah, I'm writing my memoir at 34. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, but Yes, my, my journey has been quite interesting, but it's, it's not even me. It's more the people I meet on, my, on the road, you know, and on the road, sorry. And it's more, it's more that. And I have so many stories, but it's because people sometimes when they see me and the moment I say I'm a writer, they just start to talk. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And they start sharing. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is personal. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know me. Why, why, why do you share this with me? It's important because I feel like you can write it better than me. And actually people people want to share this story. But I think for them it's very important to, to feel like they are in a safe place. Yeah, true. That the person is going to listen to them mm. and not just judging. And yeah. I think the difference because when people start sharing, most of the time I'm not really listening. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I try to be to give some kind of distance, mm-hmm. and then they just come to me and start to be touchy and say, like, you need to listen to me. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay, <laughs> and then I engage and I keep asking questions and I said, but what do you think about that? And do you think it was because of this or that? Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, oh, just, and they, yeah. they're just talking and talking and talking and talking. No matter where I am, it's always the same thing. And they're just like, you're so open mind. Oh, you're a good listener. And I'm just like, Yeah. But do you know that you just give me some material right now? Oh, yeah, please write it down. I say, are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. go, yes. write it. I'm like, wow, actually people really want to share. Mm-hmm. They just, like I said, need to be in a safe place. They just don't yeah. know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the reason why people are so into the social media. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's impossible. So... On my social media, I'm very boring. Like, for, even for me, I'm like, oh my God, I just do something. <laughs> you just be like more, but no, it's just because it's, 
I mean, this is everyday life and everyday life, there is a, a lot of magic and, but maybe I just don't know how to catch it properly with, yeah. with the flash and the good light and the good blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not good at it, you know, but what is important, it's what I learned mm, uh, during the journey. And I think this is, this is the reason why I'm writing. I, I'm not definitely not writing because of me and because I'm an artist and because of don't know mm-hmm. what's going on in my mind. It's more because people allowed me to, to, to share and to write their stories. And it's some kind of, you know, I don't know how to say it, but they, they, they are, um, they trust me. Mm. So I'm just like, yes, I'm going to do this and write this. And that, and that can be even an animal. And <laughs> that can be a cat. That can be some people talk to me about the turtle. And I'm like, okay, mm, this is very interesting, you know. And uh, yeah, their relationship with human, their relationship with animal, their relationship with their house, the blah, blah, blah. No matter, no matter what, they just want to share, actually. Mm. And it's important. I think to write it down. Yeah. Um, so do you think, uh, like what tips would you give someone trying to write? Wow. <clears throat> Technicals? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure it out. Actually, even me, it's, it's a very, actually writing. It's very, it's a long journey. It's tough. I think people think that you're just sitting down and you just write. It's not true at all. Mm-hmm. This, this is tough. You need, you need so much discipline. You need to read so much, actually. And I think the, 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 this, just this year, I was reading books every month. Because and different kind of books, not even mm. books about writing, but uh, personal development, uh, writing, how to separate yourself to what to to your work, and it's and it's a big journey. It's very. It's I mean, it's a long journey. It's a lot of discipline. You need to have a lot of focus, and I know how hard it is today. Mm. Our society is just like adverts everywhere. Mm. There is just so and 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 social media. You know your phone, the light on your phone. You're just mm. checking your phone like every ten minutes. You need to find a way to have like your quiet place to to take an idea, to put it, to write it down, and. What I'm doing, me, is most of the time an idea comes to me. I always have like a notebook in my bag all the time, every day. Your phone, uh, you can, if, because it's depending on what kind of writer you are. There is some kind of writer that can take notes all the time. Me, I need to hear my voice. So sometimes I'm talking by my, like alone. Mm-hmm. not not <laughs> quite loud you know because I need to it's almost like I need to play the story that I'm going to write is important for yeah. me so sometimes I look crazy 
um, because I'm just alone in the house and I'm just talking loud and people are just like, Melissa, what's going on with you? And I'm just like, no, I'm preparing myself to write something. Um, it's, I think the process for everybody is totally different and you really need to know yourself. Yeah. You need to know yourself. Do, do, do the job to just sit down and say who I am, what I want, what kind of person I am exactly, mm. and uh, how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, for... Find your way. Yeah, true. Because I'm listening, Madonna, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to find your way. Some, I know some uh, uh, very famous writers, some of them was just like, I need to be in my bed, that lay down my bed is the only way for me to write. Some others need uh, to go out with their dog, you know, for walk with their dog. And some others, it's just like going to a park and then they have their notebook. It's, everybody is completely different. It's completely different. We are all a bit crazy. So just embrace your craziness because this is, this is the only way. I think. I think that's the best advice when it comes to writing because like people come to me and they're like how do I write how do I do this and I'm like everyone's process is different like there's no right way of writing and I always give them given an example of some of the books that I've written with how the voice of the author is like some mm -hmm. use the the accent or in the same way the person would be talking and mm -hmm. um like for example I always use the example of no violent bulawaya we need new names because when she wrote the book sometimes when I was reading it I didn't know where the thing ended and where it began you know because there was no there was no like very little punctuation yeah. and then and then like when you read Tony the great Tony Morrison like mm -hmm. all her books have different aspects and then she uses the language in which people would have been talking the way they'd be yeah. speaking English at that time or if someone's speaking broken English and whatever. So then that's when I realized when people are like, oh, you need to have, it needs to be grammatically correct and everything. And I feel like the Instagram poets also have changed the phase Completely. of what poetry is because people are like, oh, it's not poetry. Uh, it's not poetry because it doesn't rhyme. But now statements have become poetry. It can be very like maybe three sentences, but it's so poignant that people mm. feel it in their soul. Because there's some poets that you can read their stuff and people just recite them because the person is famous, but you're not really feeling what the person is saying, but you're just reciting it because everyone apparently likes this author. But then, for example, with... Rupi Kaur, Nair Wahid, and mm -hmm. their, their, their statements or their poetry is just so, people feel it, people, regardless of where they come from. But I've noticed that people who are Southeast Asian, that I've spoken to, they actually feel Rupi Kaur more than, like, yes, I read her stuff, but then there's certain nuances that only people from that Southeast Asian community understand even even the, the 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 structure of poetry is completely different yeah. from a country to another. yeah yeah example, exactly in, in japan it's very short yeah not more than than, than uh, four uh, sentences yeah. it must have 
time, some time there is no punctuation. Exactly. So I'm, I feel I like... introduced me to Japanese uh, poetry. And I was like, wow, it's funny how it's so short. And mm-hmm. me, I have a, a French background. So, I mean, I'm still <laughs> French. But poetry in France are so long. This is complicated. It's a lot of imagery. It's mm. very... Like sometimes, most of the time, at the end of the poem, you're like, what are we talking about? So you need to be completely focused to understand mm. what the, the poet was trying to, to say. And, yeah. and Japanese, they do the same things. This in is a few sentences. As complicated that <laughs> the, the French one, but in four sentences. And you're like, I just don't get it. So... No, it's not. It's not good to compare uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the the you know twenty centuries or or no True. or eight centuries of poetry or uh, yeah poets with the poets of today mm-hmm. and uh, no Rupi It's quite for me. It's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I really love her job, and it's I can't write like that, you know. And this is so real and at the same time beautiful and mm. it's it's it, yeah it's it's just yeah yeah just yeah way to do the things you know yeah true so could you like oh, give us Asian love it yeah um so could you give us like a little bit like just tell us a little bit about your characters in your short stories and like what what is the one thing that you would have wanted to say in the book that didn't come out? Or are we going to have a sequel? Uncle Modibo is a story of a, of a cabinet maker. And he dreams to, to, to build an art school. So he's, he's been a very successful cabinet maker. And one day he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do the art school. Mm-hmm. Why not? And actually this is from that moment that everything just changed in mm. his life. So there is a lot of things happening in the, in the story from the moment he decided to, to, to create that, that, that school. Um, when I write, I start writing the story, I didn't see it like a love story at all. Mm-hmm. But he ends up <laughs> being a love story when, for me, it was just focused on the work of this man and mm. how hard sometimes in life, when you want to make something happen, mm. the universe just say no. <laughs> just or Not that they say no, but the universe just say no, but you need to learn this before. Mm. Not yet. Wait again. No, no. Not, not now little bit longer. No, 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 no. You know? And sometimes you can just feel like, okay, God don't want me to do it. Maybe the universe just don't want me to do it. But at the same time, the universe gives you some, some things to keep doing it. And you still feel like, okay, no, I still feel like I need to do it. But in reality, it's just like, uh-uh, no, not this way, not like this, no, change this, change uh-huh. that. And this, this is the, the, the main story. This is I, like all the, the thing around the story. It's actually is the resilience and how you just keep working even when it's hard. And uh, 
I think for me it was, I was in that uh, weird period of my life when I was just like, okay, thing wasn't works. So what am I supposed, what am I supposed to do? And you start talking with people, asking maybe you need to change this or that and blah, blah, blah. And finally it's not working like that mm. because the answer is in you. Mm. And you're the only one who can find the answer. So finally, mm. you just need some time just to calm down mm. and to to do what your heart and your brain ask you to do, you know? And uh, and that's it. And if you fail, well, try again. Mm. You fail again, well, try again. Because finally, this is this is how you live life. Mm. This is just, this is experience. And this is all the magic under the stories it's how actually it's how magic happened when you just keep doing and uh, keep believing basically but like i said it wasn't supposed to be a love story but there's a little uh, a little something Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he's a very interesting character he's He's very, very different from what I, 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 I learned from Malian men because it takes place in Mali. I've never been in Mali, but my best friend, she's from Mali. Mm-hmm. I love Malian music. And, um, and uh, he's very different from men you would find there. Mm. I think he's very unique. Uh, he, he's cooking for himself. He's not married. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's not a young man. He's uh, seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's you know it's not it's a grandpa. Everybody loves him, some kind. And I mean, children love him, but adults don't. Mm. Uh, um, he just don't care about what people said and mm. what they think. He just mind of his business. It's, it's just like he's completely free from all the weird things that mm. us adults are very put pressure we always put pressure on us or mm. I'm not mad, I don't have children and, and for him it's just like okay well yeah you don't have children okay mm. you're not married okay oh mm. you're not married so you you know okay mm. so just learn by yourself how to love yourself learn by oh you can't cook so you want somebody to learn how to cook and mm. it, for him it's just normal to do things by himself not because he feel like he's too perfect but mm. more because for him life is simple like that it's just when you need when you want something just go and get it and, and that's it yeah that is yeah that i guess that's <laughs> advice we don't even need because usually i ask my guests for a, a quote but i think like the book is a whole quote in itself <laughs> <laughs> the story the, the whole story is like a big lesson it's just yeah yeah and actually even in african storytelling almost every story always has to have a lesson or something that someone learns always with virtuous and always something yeah. that you can use in real life this is what i love actually and our way to 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 create and to tell stories yeah yeah this one is very 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 cool our fantasy and imaginary is completely different it's really focused on reality actually in real life then creating another world complicated world and you know 
it's not we we will never write a Star Wars thing. Mm. It's not our thing, you know. It's not that Star Wars is not good, but mm. it's just too it's just too far from reality. It's mm. Not not real, but we created magic with the reality. Mm. It's 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 just I think this is the big difference with West, the mm-hmm. West world and Africa is definitely we we are able to create magic with simple things of mm-hmm. life of everyday life, and uh, but West world the imagination of J.K. Rowling again I'm like what <laughs> where all of this coming and how come she can think about like, how can you create these little things of creature and and this is so much research this is so much it's it's a lot of work mm. actually and uh, yeah no me I'm very down on earth it's very, <laughs> it's reality you know yeah yeah and and stories that people can relate to um as yeah. well yeah so i i totally get you I, I really do what can i say it's just like the the anthology is the name of the anthology this is story 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 come uh so oh uh, that's a, like it's in like in kiswahili you know we say hadithi hadithi njo exactly this is how all the stories started actually mm, it's just nice because like, uh, i remember when when we're in school or whatever, so the person would come would be so the the teacher would be hadithi hadithi. Then we'd say hadithi njo. Well, when my granddad was starting a story, he was saying like something a sentence, and we were supposed to repeat the sentence. Mm. It was something like, uh, "Do you want a story? Yes, tell us the story." You know, and then how would you say like, and and in your language, how would he say? Actually, I said I. No, I'm ashamed right now. I really don't remember. And <laughs> this isn't my language. I really don't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we, we say that sentence and then the granddad say it. Uh, and then we said, oh, yes, we want the stories. And then he started. So there is a tree in the, in the middle of the village and mm. you know and this is how the, there is always a tree in the middle of the village <laughs> just like there is always a tree and it's so funny how everything just started with the tree and you and I think this is one of the things in my story as well because I've been fascinated by by trees when mm. I was young and I think it's because of that it's because mm. of my of, my granddad and all the stories and uh, yeah it was always like a tree a baobab things uh saran things there's always like some kind of weird tree where people doing good or bad things you know mm. and, uh, yeah so this is story 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 come mm-hmm. uh anthology there's 12 stories and um uh created by the, like all the contestants and all the idea have been created by Positively Africa. Mm-hmm. So they got like a Facebook, they are on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Um, so Maimuna Jalo is the one who just make everything happen. Mm. And uh, the two publishers are Wida and Paivapo. Mm. So Paivapo, this is East Africa. And uh, <laughs> this is East Africa, and we are this is West Africa. 
So this is uh, uh, with pineapple then that the book going to be uh, out of, I mean, lunch, lunch, mm-hmm. sorry, mm-hmm. Uh, the 3rd of December in Johannesburg, in South Africa. I don't know if it's in Johannesburg or Cape Town, but I think, I think it's Johannesburg. And, um, and the 15th of December in Nairobi, Kenya. <laughs> and the book's going to be available on Amazon for the West, uh, the 10th of January mm-hmm. only. So it will be after all the festivity. But for Africans, people from East Africa, the book is already, actually the book is already um, already available. Okay. And um, what, what languages is other book going to be translated into? So... Uh, we are working, I mean, we are working in the Kiswahili, uh, your language, Miss Lady. And uh, for the moment, it's translated in Kosa, you know, the click language, mm-hmm. my favorite, in South Africa. And uh, in Shona, uh, Zimbabwean, uh, yeah, Zimbabwean uh, language. And in English, for the moment, this is like the three the three uh, translations. So they are working in the Kiswahili, the Ndembele world in South Africa. So Kiswahili will be like, I think Rwanda, um, Kenya, where there is like the Swahili. Mm. And, uh, the Ndembele is definitely, definitely South Africa. Okay. And there's other languages coming, the French version, of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, wouldn't it have been funny if you had just sent your French version already? Then they wouldn't need to translate it. <laughs> but I, I, I proposed them. I said, I mean, my French version for me is the best one mm-hmm. because it's my language. Mm-hmm. And, and that the, actually, it's not that it's the best one. It's like the English and French, this is two different poetry like true 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 like yeah i get what you mean music actually so in french i'm more romantic it's more like oh you know it's more romantic actually Mm -hmm. and in english i think it's because my english was still like the beginning yeah i was like okay go just straight to the point (laughs) tell the story you know but in French, I was playing a bit more with the words and creating a little bit more imaginary, like imaginary and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. But yeah, I would definitely send my French version. Well, um, so um, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on the podcast and talking about your book and about your experiences with writing and giving us advice and what it's like to be published and just the process, because I feel like uh, it's better to demystify the process because people always think that, oh my God, you're a writer, like, how did you do it? Um, And the fact is, you just have to sit down and write. (laughs) That's basically it. Just start writing. And yes, and yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, it is a lot of even work. even even if your story is very, very bad, keep writing. Mm. Because it's going to be an experience for you because you're going to keep 
that bad writing and you're going to read it later and you're going to be like, oh my God. Actually, it's going to help you to see how... How far you've come. Yeah, you know? So it's important to, when you start a story, just finish it, even if it's not good. Yeah. Walk out and finish it. And you're going to be proud of yourself because you're going to be, you know, it's important for you to start something and to finish it. Mm, true. Even if it's not sound, no matter how, what kind of feeling you have, just do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely is a good way to start. All right. Well, uh, Melissa's already said where you can find her and I will uh, put the details as well. And, you know, you can find me on Instagram and on my website as well. And I think I will probably write a blog about this so that you can also get information. So so that would be on Darina the Scriber. Um, so that's www.monversation.com backslash Darina the Scriber. And that's D-O-R-I-N-A-T-H-E. S-C-R-I-B-E-R. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. Thank you so much for joining me and Melissa today on this podcast. And remember, the book is available on Amazon from 10th of January. So check that out. And you can listen to the audio version on www.weimaginedstories.com. That's R E. I-M-A-G-I-N-E-D-S-T-O-R-I-E-S dot com. Reimaginedstories.com. And Melissa, I got the copy of the book already and I can't wait for you to sign my book. And hopefully I'll be able to um, meet the other writers. So, you know, you can find me on Instagram at Just Monversation. And I look forward to producing and having more podcasts in 2019. I've been quiet because I've been behind the scenes. And because this is Melissa's moment, I will not go into my stuff. But just know that I also did publish a book this year. And you can find it on Amazon or my website, which is monversation.com. And when you reach or arrive at the landing page, will be taken to the online store and I'd like to remind you to be better, do better and feel better but above all else acknowledge where you are now. Namaste.